Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chop Shop Sports, talking week seven game predictions. I'm joined today with the crew, Riley and Brian. And uh, yeah, so we're here to make our selections for week seven. Make sure you follow us at Chop Shop Sports on Instagram, Chop Shop Sports One on Twitter, and check out our website, chopshopsportsnetwork.com. Brian, I'll let you get the opening word with your Dolphins, with the big news of Tua becoming their new quarterback. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's really – it's it's the most exciting news maybe of my entire fanhood, uh, being a Dolphins fan. This is definitely more exciting than the Ryan Tannehill debut back in 2012. Um, it's tough because uh, I don't think anyone really saw it coming with uh, Fitzmagic playing as good as he was. Uh, right now, he's got the Dolphins sitting at three and three, a game back of Buffalo for the uh, division lead. So, I, I mean, really, no one saw this coming. They thought uh, everyone kind of thought that they'd kind of ride Fitzmagic until the magic was gone. Instead, they're going to make use of the bye week here. It looks like, and uh, you know, it's just exciting. The only scary part is his debut is going to come against Aaron Donald. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You said early, um, I think in the preseason predictions, that we would see Tua come November 1st, and that's uh, exactly what's happening here. Uh, he'll make his debut um, set November 2nd. He makes his debut, so you're right on the money. However, you thought that the Dolphins would not be in the position, um, so it's got to be a pleasant surprise for you as a Dolphins fan, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and what's cool is uh... – a lot of times you see a rookie quarterback come into a situation that's not very pretty. Usually a quarterback's drafted when a team's not too good, especially with the fifth overall pick. Right now what the Dolphins kind of did was it's almost kind of kind of really smart because you don't see it a lot. They let Fitzmagic kind of work out the kinks through the first six weeks with a bunch of rookies and young players playing on Miami's roster. They let these guys get some experience. Now the team's on a bit of a roll. And that's when they insert Tua to kind of ride the momentum of the progress the team's made throughout the first half of the year. So it's, it's really going to be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami kind of take a step back or two just because with a rookie quarterback, you expect him to, you know, to have some rookie mistakes. In fairness, Ryan Fitzpatrick makes rookie mistakes on a weekly basis anyways. You know, that comes with the success of Fitzmagic. But I, I'm, just, I'm just really excited. I haven't been this excited for Dolphins football probably my entire life you of the three of us probably have the most to look forward to riley what happened with your vikings this week oh you know another tough week to be a vikings fan again dropping one to the defeated falcons prior to this week um kirk cousins i've never been one to be too overly critical of him but at this point it's hard not to be another multi-interception game with three this week against the Falcons, uh, just disappointing to see. <clears throat> yeah, it was almost a, a blessing that the Saints didn't play this week, uh, the way my picks went. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, definitely another interesting week in football. I mean, our power rankings j- continuously move. It's injuries and teams that shouldn't be winning come back and win games. I don't know if anybody saw the 49ers um, beating the Rams this week as good as the Rams were playing. So it was a interesting week. I don't know if anybody saw the Browns. We, you know, we talked last week the Browns-Steelers game. 
was going to be the game of the week, and it was a it was not. Um, so, inter- another interesting week in football. A bunch of teams getting their first win. The only team that seems stagnant is the Jets. As that is the lock at thirty two. I think even if they were to win a game, they wouldn't move. They are about head and shoulders the worst team in football. We saw the Bengals play very well against the Colts, had them on the rope. So it was a very interesting week in football. Uh, so let's just jump into the games for this week. <clears throat> we'll start with the 1 o'clock matchup that is the Lions and the Falcons. And I'll open the floor with you, Riley. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, you know, I've... I think we've all kind of come to the conclusion that the Falcons are not what the record shows this season. Um, and especially coming off a 40 point performance against the Vikings last weekend, I think they keep it rolling and get to two and five. What about you, Brian? I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I agree hundred percent. I think, uh, I think the offense is really going to start clicking. I think the new interim head coach Raheem Morris kind of gave them a little bit of a spark. I think they ride it into this week and beat the lions. I like Matt Stafford for the Lions. I don't think he has the weapons they need to beat the Falcons this week. I'm going to take the Falcons at home uh, to win that one. Browns and Bengals, the Ohio rivalry. The Bengals coming off a couple good performances. The Browns laying an egg this week. Does Baker Mayfield get back on track next week, or is his progress plateaued? I'll start with you, Brian. I think he bounces back. I think the, the Browns will bounce back. They obviously ran into a better football team in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think uh, even though how even though Cincinnati really has played pretty solid here through the first half of the season, I think Cleveland is the better football team. I think they'll get a W in what's a close game. I agree with Brian 100% on this one, Paul. Uh, Baker Mayfield seems to step up whenever they play teams where you're like, man, is this quarterback like better than him Like as a young quarterback? And I think – He's going to see Joe Burrow as a little bit of a threat to him this week uh, in this matchup, and I think the Browns take this one. Yeah, I'm not one to overreact on one bad performance. Um, a team that we should be worried about, and we'll talk about them later, is the Bills, um, who have not played well in back-to-back weeks. But I think we just underestimated how good the Steelers were because they haven't played good teams yet. So I think we everybody was low on the Steelers and how good they were you know, we were down on the Steelers and up on the Browns, and that can lead to a flip-flop game. I think the Browns have no problem with the Bengals this week, even on the road. We'll move to a not-pretty matchup, but one that's going to be played. The Redskins, sorry, the Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. And the Redskins could potentially be right in the driver's seat of the division with the win this week somehow. Um How does this one fare for the Cowboys? Andy Dalton didn't play particularly great. He didn't play poorly. Zeke was uh, terrible. Um, How do you see this one going, Riley? Uh, You got to see Zeke not having another game with uh, with that many fumbles. I think that many just mental mistakes that he really made uh, this past week. You got to take the Cowboys just because of how bad Washington is, I think, not necessarily how good the Cowboys are. Brian? Uh, agreed. I have nothing to add to that. It's a terrible football game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think they're going to bounce back. Zeke is a fantastic running back. He's not going to play poorly like that. Again, Dalton, as I've said many times, is a Ryan Tannehill type. Not going to lose you games. I don't see him losing to the Washington football team this week. 
We'll stay in the NFC, another divisional matchup with the Panthers and the Saints. Saints coming off their bye week. The Panthers not playing particularly particularly well against the Bears. Michael Thomas supposed to be back this week. Do the Saints get back on track? I know you guys are both low on Breeze. How does this one fare? Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Carolina in this one. I think I think uh, Teddy B bounces back a little bit after a tough uh, 216 yard two interception no touchdown week against the Bears. The Saints defense has proven to be nothing special so far this season, um, and so I think really you got to look at the the Panthers the way they play defense throughout the years. It's going to make the difference. I'm gonna take the Panthers in this one by one score. How about you, Brian. Uh, same with me. Uh, I, Michael Thomas, even though he's expected to be back, he's not 100%. The Saints just don't look good. Drew Brees hasn't looked good. I think if, once you get past the name brand that is Drew Brees and the Saints for the past decade, and you look at strictly what's going on this season, I think the Panthers have been the better football team, and I think they're going to take care of business this weekend in a close game. Oh, yeah. Brian, you said he's not going to be back 100%, and I think you're right there. But, Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he sit out the last game for punching a teammate? That is correct. He was ready to play two weeks ago against the Chargers. There's probably a little bit of he's not 100%. There was reports that he left practice uh, this week uh, with the trainer early uh, from, from some sort of discomfort in his injury. Some guys just can't take being covered in practice, Paul. I guess Mike Thomas is one of those guys. So we're not here to discuss Michael Thomas, although he will be a huge addition to this offense if he plays this week. I think the bigger factor for this one is the Saints are getting fans this week. So hopefully the uh, Superdome will be rocking a little bit. Teddy B returning to where he was 5-0 and last year. I expect him to play much better this week. It's not going to be enough to beat the Saints. The Saints in a, another close win this week. Steelers and Titans, this game was supposed to be played. Is this the game that was supposed to be played earlier in the year? Yeah. And my concern, both of these teams still be undefeated when they did get to meet up. They both are. We have the Steelers and Titans as two and three in our power rankings, or two and four um, in our power rankings. What team has the edge in this one? I'll start with you, Brian. I think the difference maker is going to be Ryan Tannehill. If uh, if he can sustain the level he's been playing at to start this season, I think the Tennessee Titans are the better football team. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say they get a close W, thirty-one uh, twenty-seven. I'm gonna take Tennessee as well. Uh, I'm I'm still I'm low on Big Ben. You know, this season, I mean, you know, Halloween coming up, he's been that guy, you know, at the house, been handing out king-size candy bars all year. But I think this week he finally starts handing out toothbrushes and quarters to the kids that come knocking. Uh, So I think he's going to have a bad week this week. I'm going to take the Titans. Tannehill has 13 touchdowns in five games. I think if any of us thought that that was going to happen, we would have all said they would be 5-0. and I think Derrick Henry will face his first – real challenge this week that Steelers defense is very good and I think Big Ben is good enough so I'm looking that the Steelers are going to win a tight one um, maybe a field goal or four points so I see this one going um, I'm locking in these Steelers this week as bad as a lot of these other matchups have been this has to be the worst game on the docket Bills Jets um, <laughs> if you're a and this is a blessing that uh, Josh Allen gets to bounce back against this 
high school freshman squad. They have been demoted. I'm taking the Bills big. Is there any disagreement? No, but I think it'd be funny to see the Jets win this week. It would be funny. Uh, the better question is the spread is 13. Oof. Do the Bills cover that? Um, that would be a better question for another day. Packers, Texans. I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers, similar situation as Josh Allen. Got to be thankful to be playing a mediocre at best defense. They have J.J. Watt, but um, they're a mid-tier to low-tier defense. How's this one go? I'll start with you, Riley. Uh, definitely going to take the Packers. I do think, you know, you saw a little chink in the armor Aaron Rodgers last week. I think he was mentally defeated after throwing that pick six and then Absolutely. following it up with another interception later in the game. Uh, so, yeah, I think you show, I think it shows, you know, he, he maybe isn't cut from the same cloth mentally uh, from an intangible standpoint. I think this just proves that he's a little bit different from you look at Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Obviously, talent, never been a concern with him. He's the most talented guy in the league. But you look at it, can he get it done in big games? That's a good question. Uh, regardless, though, it doesn't matter against the Texans this week. Packers Packers by two scores. Brian? Agreed. Uh, I think there's some rumblings that the Texans are going to start selling off some of their talent, try to recoup some of the draft picks that Bill O'Brien gave away to uh, everyone, including my Dolphins. I'm going to go Green Bay in a relatively big win. Yeah, I agree that I feel if you're a better, I think this has to be the game you like. Green Bay on the road doesn't mean much. You're playing in Houston. Three and a half points. I think they easily covered that one. I'm taking the Packers big as well. They're not going to put piece together two poor performances. They're too good of a team. I shouldn't say they're too good of a team. They have Aaron Rodgers. They have a good coach. That makes them a good enough team. Moving on, NFC West matchup. And this has gotten very interesting with um, two big wins from the Cardinals the last two weeks, albeit against the Jets and the banged-up Cowboys. Seattle come into town. Russell Wilson still playing like an MVP. He has He's averaging almost four touchdowns a game, over 300 yards. Who are you guys taking? I'll start with you, Brian. I know Kyler Murray's your boy. How does this go? I think this is the week where you guys finally join me on the Cardinals bandwagon. I got the Cardinals by I got the Cardinals uh, by a field goal. Go cards. Brian, you gotta <laughs> be kidding me, man. There's there's riding your boys up to a point and it's not even a homer pick. But I mean Russell Wilson, best player in the league, MVP. That's all you gotta say. Hawks by seven. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that the Seahawks defense is not good. And Kyler Murray completed nine passes and torched Dallas's defense. I don't think your pick is as crazy as Riley made it seem, Brian. However, I think the Seahawks are going to be good enough offensively. I'm going to take them in a very, very close game. Similar to Minnesota, I think that they do need a fourth-quarter drive um, towards the end of the game um, to win and then potentially another big defensive stop. Um like they did against the Patriots. I'm going to take the Seahawks on this one. Moving forward, another divisional game. We got the Chiefs and the Broncos, who are now two and three. I mean, good for Drew Locke coming out and playing like he did last week. Great great bounce back week for him getting the win on uh, his return. 
Uh, but you know, I think Pat Mahomes and the boys—they're—they're they're coming together a little bit more. They—they had a little bump there for a couple weeks, but I think they're coming back together. I got the Chiefs in this one. Brian, yeah, big fan of Drew Locke this week. Always love seeing the Pats take the L. Uh, but unfortunately, I think Kansas City is just too good. I think Kansas City wins by ten. Uh, but I think Denver will make it interesting for at least most of the game, three quarters. Yeah, again, Von Miller being out is a huge loss for this defense. I don't think they have enough defensively to keep Mahomes and company. They just have too many weapons, the Chiefs do. Um, Tyreek Hill didn't have a great game, and they still uh, easily beat the and we Bills. Should see, we should see Le'Veon, I think, this week make his debut. And I and honestly, I don't know how much they'll yeah. use you use him. him. Yeah, they really don't need him. The running back play last week was fantastic. Granted, the Bills were a controversial, not controversial, but a close fumble away from taking control and potentially winning that game. I think the Chiefs have played well for the most part. A couple bad performances here and there. They're gonna have no issue with the Broncos this week. If the Broncos had lost the Patriots, I think there'd be a more discussion about this being a good game. But you got to take the Broncos seriously after a win. Andy Reid, great head coach. Pat Mahomes, debatably the best quarterback in the league. No issues getting by Denver. Another this, – this game's interesting because both teams need a win to stay competitive in their divisions. We're assuming the Bills are going to move to 5-2. and two, And at a minimum – the NFC West will have five wins, if not six. 49ers and Patriots in Foxborough. Start with you, Riley. How's this one look? Honestly, Paul, I mean, you really don't know what 49ers team no. you're going to get. Any no given idea. <laughs> and the, the Patriots have been up and down, too. Um, I don't know. I, I think Bill Belichick refocuses the Patriots after the Broncos game last week, and I think the Patriots won a close one here. What about you, Brian? Riley's right. It's going to come down to what 49ers team we see. Uh, it'll be cool to see Bill Belichick game plan against his former boy, Toy, and Jimmy G. Uh, I got to go with New England, though. I think they find a way to bounce back. I just don't see him falling to two and four. I think they win by a field goal. Brian, the fact that you picked the Patriots swayed my pick because I know you would never willingly pick the Patriots if you don't have to. Um, and that's one of those games. Jimmy G was terrible in his return. Again, got benched. I think that well, was That was just... against a powerhouse football team in Miami, so can't blame him too much. Yeah, I, I like the Patriots in this one as well. Um, they're at home. Not that, that matters too much this year. Cross-country trip for the 49ers. I'm going to take the Patriots in a close one. I, I like them by a field goal. Jaguars and Chargers, one of these teams is has a reflective record at 1-5 and five in the Jaguars. I don't think the Chargers are as bad as a 1-4 team. They've played a lot of really close games. They lost, they lost heartbreakers against uh, the Saints, a dink off the field goal post there. They pushed Mahomes to the limits, lost to the Panthers by five. You know, a great fourth quarter by Tom Brady beat them. Playing Gardner Minshew is not quite the same caliber as Mahomes, Breeze, Brady, and even Bridgewater. I'll start with you, Brian. How's I this think one the Chargers there? are the best uh, one-win team in the league, and I think they're going to 
I think they're going to take care of Jacksonville win by 14. I don't think it's very close. Gardner Minshew, I think, is starting to really prove that he can't be the franchise guy in Jacksonville. They have to start looking for a quarter, you know, thinking quarterback in the draft. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go uh, on the Chargers here by 14. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Brian on this one. I think Justin Herbert keeps balling. Um, Gardner Minshew has been playing too well. Jacksonville sliding a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm definitely taking the Chargers in this one. <clears throat> I'm a J- Justin Herbert fan. I was when he was in college. I am now. I'm taking him to win this one big. They're an eight-point favorite. I like them to cover that spread. I think this one will be a surprisingly high-scoring game. Chargers to win this one at SoFi Stadium. This week, two of the best games are the primetime games. We didn't have to move a 1 o'clock Sunday game um, to the end this week to talk about two of potentially the best games of the week. Start with the Sunday night game. We'll talk Buccaneers, Raiders. Bucks are 4-2, and two, first place in the division. Raiders 3-2, and two, looking like a, a lock for a wild card in the AFC. They can keep up this play in Vegas. Start with you, Brian. How does this one look? Yeah, this is my favorite game of the week. I think, I think the Bucks are definitely the better team, but I love the way Vegas has been playing. I'm going to go Bucks by one, but I think this is going to be the best game of the week. I think Tom Brady's going to do just enough to put together a fourth quarter drive to win the game. I disagree with you here, Brian. I'm going to take the Raiders, and my only reason is because Tom Brady shows up every other week, and it's an odd numbered week. On week seven, so I'm going to say he lays an egg and the Raiders beat the Bucks. Yeah, I, I am leaning towards agreeing with you, Riley. The only even – I'm sorry, the only odd number week that they won was against the Broncos. I don't know if anybody is writing home about beating them. Without Drew Locke. Without, yep, without Drew Locke. They lost to Nick Foles last time they played prime time. I think that this is going I think the Raiders are healthy enough to beat this Bucks team. Bucks are going to be riding high from that win. The Raiders um yeah, they're I think that they have enough to get by. They're they're coming a big win against the Chiefs, but they had a bye week to soak that in. Gruden's a great coach. This team's going to be ready for the Tampa Bay Bucks and I think they're going to have enough to get by them this week. Final game the Bears getting some love in the comments on our power rankings for the first time, I think, ever. I think it's still safe to say that they are the worst five-win team. Um, but they are they do have five wins um, with key wins against the Panthers and the Bucks the last two weeks. Their only loss coming to the Colts, who are a good football team. They're playing the Rams coming off a – it's got to be a heartbreaking loss for Rams fans. How does this one look? I'll start with you, Riley. Man, I hate the Bears. I can't. I can't pick the Bears. The in-law ties won't let me. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, I'm gonna take the Rams here in prime time. I think big game from Jared Goff, and I think I think Nick Foles has a tough one on Monday night. I agree. You, I Ryan. think Nick Foles is gonna struggle against uh, that Rams defense. I think Goff's gonna show up and put out a performance that we would like to see more often from the former number one overall pick. I think the Rams win by ten. And I think we kind of see what the Bears really are, which is a slightly above average team. 
Here's my problem with the Rams and their four and two record. Their wins are against the Cowboys team week one. That is a play call away from going to overtime. McCarthy gambling on the fourth down there. The Eagles, who we can all agree are abysmal, the they lose to the Bills, and then they you know they, they're four and zero against the NFC East. That's that's where their four wins come from. So that makes me skeptical of the Rams losing to the 49ers who aren't great. I'm going to have to go with the bears on this one. Um, I think Nick Foles is going to do enough to get by a depleted 49ers defense. Remember they lost some key players to injury. I'm taking the bears to move to six and one and lock up that one spot in the uh, NFC North. Well, I mean, Paul, you're looking at, you're looking at two teams that, the the Rams are a terrible PI call away from being five and one and beating the Bills, which is a legitimate one. Yep. And you're looking at the the Bears, who are a couple of bounces away from being three and three, two and four. I I, I think I think you have to look at it from a little bit of the eye test on this one, uh, as opposed to just the wins that the Rams have. So best Here's, of luck let's to look you. at the Bears. They beat a good Panthers team, who we all agree are a pretty solid team. A upper middle of the road team. They're they're top. They're they're like right, right just barely in the top half of the league. Maybe. Yeah, they are either the best of the bottom half or the worst of the. They're top sixteen, half. fifteen, sure. Yeah, um, so that's a good win. They beat the Bucks, who are in our top ten, and then they beat the Falcons, who we all agree are a, the best one five charger in the league. Yeah, How so many five teams. Oh, uh, you're you're right. Sorry, the, you like the Chargers. Um, the end of the. At the end of the day, they've done enough to get the wins that they needed. Four-point win against the Giants. One-point win against uh, early-onset dementia Tom Brady. I don't know. I got a tough time getting past them. We've been low on them all year. They finally make a jump in our power rankings. I like them to stay up there. I think that they have a good win this week against the Rams. I hope Mitch Trubisky just sits there and kicks rocks on the bench. Let's let's as before we close up, let's go back to our our discussion of the sophomore quarterbacks. And I want to hear, Brian, your take on why Kyler Murray should be the talk of the league like he was in the preseason. Talk of the league in general or compared to his fellow sophomore quarterbacks? You know, he he had a lot of hype coming into the year, but you can go either. Or dealer's he's, choice. Talk to me why he is. I, he's a, I know he only completed nine passes last week. We're going to look at the stats. But he made a lot of plays with his legs. He's a, he's a dynamic football player, not just a quarterback. The dude is a threat to always take off and run. He's right there with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen as the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think Cliff King, I think a lot of it has to do with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's system, which is built – for Kyler Murray and for this for this Cardinals team to be successful. That team isn't loaded with a bunch of, of, of superstars on both sides of the ball. I know we have DeAndre Hopkins. And then after that, you kind of have, you know, you got Kenyon Drake. Like, that's good. You got uh, Chase Edmonds. That's good. You got Christian Kirk. That's good. But no one that really pops off when you watch him play besides DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. I think he's he's done a great job carrying this football team. I think he's going to continue to do it, and 
you know, to be honest with you, I think he reminds me a little bit of Russell Wilson. Now, I don't think he has Wilson's arm talent to put the ball wherever he wants it, whenever he wants it. But the threat that he poses, when you're down two minutes to go and Kyler Murray's got the ball on his own 25, I would be terrified because he can move the ball up and down the field. You mentioned Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I think we can all agree Josh Allen has the best arm of those three and Lamar has the best legs of those three. I think Kyler Murray is second in both of those categories. I do like that. Russell Wilson comparison, especially younger Russell Wilson. He hasn't been killing teams with the legs as much. But I agree, after watching him um, this week, he was impressive. Uh, The nine completions surprised me. I was shocked by that number. And obviously had the 80-yard bomb to Kirk for the touchdown. So his his yards are going to be higher because of that. But yeah, I was surprised at that nine stat line. I will, I will say I am coming around on, on him, and I think it was disrespectful to put him as low as we, we yeah. did on. We. We. I, okay. Um, as low as – there was a team of us that came up with these rankings, and, uh, yeah. We can all agree Haskins has been the dud. Don't forget Daniel uh, Jones. Year. Let's – all took yeah. his great aunt out to lunch and went and came up with those rankings. Yeah, how That's what how does who who do you guys like long term going forward between Daniel Jones Drew and Drew Locke? <laughs> Sorry, dude. I, I agree. Drew Locke is definitely in a better position. And if you say they're gonna stay on the same team, yep. Like if you don't see them moving, I no. think you have to stay Drew Locke. He's definitely in a better system, better culture. I, I do like Drew Locke going forward. He was the number one. Um, he's who I had number one. We had Daniel Jones at two. Um, then Kyler Murray, I think Dwayne Haskins, and closed out with Gardner Minshew. What do you guys see with Gardner Minshew's career path? Does he Is he the guy in uh, Jacksonville? I know, Brian, you said he's not the franchise guy. What type of career do you guys see him having? With you, I Brian. actually see him being similar to Fitzmagic. I can see him being a spot starter. Yep. He can find – yeah, I, I think he can find a team that looks for a quarterback in the free agency or whatever. He can be a, he can be your quarterback for a year or two, be the bridge guy, you know, be that Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's good enough to do that. Um, unlike Dwayne Haskins, who I wouldn't start no matter what. You know, I, I actually – like Geno Smith, I'm not starting him. Um. But I think Gardner Minshew, I, I think he can be Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he, he can end up being one of the most consistent, well-rounded backups in the league and even a spot starter at times. So I think he's got a lot to play for going forward. I completely agree with you, Brian. Took the words right out of my mouth there with Fitzmagic. Uh, by the way, you got to feel bad for Fitzmagic there. He's been playing well, and you got to thank Tua coming in like, I mean, yeah, you're excited to see the future, yeah. but you got to feel bad for that guy. No, I don't know if you guys saw ESPN about how he was really this, – this hurt way more than any time he's ever been replaced. Um, but uh, another note on the Kyler Murray point, Paul, you said, he, you said he's the second best legs behind Lamar. He is the leading rush or yards per average rush in, in the league with 7.3 to Lamar's 6.9 uh, with only one more attempt and he has four more touchdowns. We're gonna. I, I 
appreciate that comment. I agree. I, I don't think the numbers there are everything. We've seen what Lamar can do. Um, so we'll put a pin in that one. We'll come back to that at a later date. But I love the Fitzpatrick, and he almost has the persona to match what Fitzpatrick has. You know, you have Fitzmagic. I think you got Minshew Mania is what teams are going to have um, going forward. And I think that is a career path that if he embraces, he can thrive in. I would say Dwayne Haskins is more of, you know, the Cam Newton type where you're not bringing him in to be a backup. And you're, you're rolling your eyes. I'm not, it has nothing to do with talent. I'm talking strictly type of player he is. I don't see him ever just walk. That he has the persona more like Cam Newton. And I thought uh, Dwayne Haskins. I, the reason Cam Newton was a free agent for as long as he was is because no team wanted to bring him in to be a backup. You know what? You're, you're, you guys you're are all right. rolling the your eyes. The one thing they both have in common is no team is going to want both of them, either of them, as a backup. Because I wouldn't want Dwayne Haskins as my backup either. Yeah. I wouldn't want him anyway. You wouldn't. You guys don't want him. I don't want, I know, I don't want him as my backup you, either. He's that totally bad. totally correct. Oh, yeah. You're, you're totally correct in Cam Newton not going somewhere to be a backup, but I, I think it is laughable to say that Dwayne Haskins, that you would ever think he's going to come off of that free agent list to start anywhere. Where, where is, He just got replaced by Kyle Allen. Where is this guy going to ever play? I am not a fan of people giving up on quarterbacks <laughs> after a year or two. And the kid's, what, 23 years old? You know, you, it takes time to hit your stride. Drew Brees wasn't great in San Diego, and obviously I'm – Making no comparison but Drew Brees between Haskins good. and Drew Brees, but it. T- yeah, but my my question is, Paul, is so you have you have this guy Dwayne Haskins. He struggled on the field. You look at a guy like Daniel Jones. He struggled on the field as well as a young quarterback. But have you ever heard a comment about how Dwayne Haskins conducts himself off the field as a team leader? Because Daniel Jones, you, all you've heard is good things. I mean, you're not hearing bad things about Dwayne Haskins, but he's not that guy that's going to be the head of a locker room for a long time like somebody like Daniel Jones can be. I feel bad for the guy drafted into an organization like the Browns, like the Washington football team, like the Jets. You have nobody to learn behind. Say what you want about Eli Manning. Daniel Jones got to learn from one of the – better starting quarterbacks to play the game wins two Super Bowls take talent out of the out of the formula one of the guys you want your young player to learn from Haskins has never really had that we've talked about the Ohio State quarterback tree it's not great I I just think it's too early after two seasons to ever give up on a quarterback there's a reason you get a quarterback in the top 10 it's because hey, you mentioned you mentioned the Jets good. now that they're the only winless team and clearly the front runners for the number one pick if they have the number one pick and you're Trevor Lawrence, do you go back to Clemson for your senior year? We will have this conversation probably every single week. Yes. So there's no need to <laughs> no need to have that conversation now. Season take. I if I'm the Jets, you could and, and this is an issue. I I still think you can ride Sam Darnold and trade that number one pick for literally a bazillion picks, especially to a team like New England who wants a franchise guy. Every team would give up the farm. Even like the Saints would give up the farm to have Trevor Lawrence. I think that pick, you could get 
see the biggest trade haul. You saw what the Bears gave up for <laughs> I think Bears. you can hold that for Trevor Lawrence. That's all I have for you guys tonight. Um, no closing comments. Uh, another great show, guys. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you follow us at Chop Shop Sports on Instagram, Chop Shop Sports 1 on Twitter, and check out the website, Chop Shop Sports Network. Thanks again for listening this week. Um, we look forward to coming back next week and talking more football.